Okay, so I figured the first time I wore a Yankees, all right, for all you Red Sox fans and all Met fans, you know, I'm not a hater. I don't hate Phillies, other teams. Phillies, Phillies, Phillies. But, you know, the Yankees have the best record in baseball. It's been a while, you know. I mean, John, they've only won 27 champions, ch championships. That's more than uh, Stanley Cups for the Canadians. Ouch. Yeah, they have a lot too, right? How many? I think they had 25 or 26. Wow. But they had everybody paid off. That was a that's an old story that real hockey fans should know. Yeah. They, remember that guy Punch Imlock? Sure, sure. Right? He swung some deal, some dirty, dirty, smoky room, backroom deal yeah. that the Montreal Canadiens, Les Habitants, mm. the Habs would get all of the best French Canadian kids off the farmlands and whatnot, and then you know, every once in a while there was a token French Canadian that went to the Maple Leafs and he knew basically that was like, you know, yeah. that, was, that was it. Yeah. All right. Let's do a countdown today, Okay. Time. You ready? Cool. Let's do that. Five, yeah. four, three, two, one. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to another episode of The Jersey Alchemist. And I'm your host, Dr. John Gerard Gallucci. And I'm Philip D'Angelo. Yes, you are. And, John, before we go any further. Instead of saying it at the end, we're going to say it now. If you like what we're doing on the Jersey Alchemist, if you've seen our prior episodes, press like and subscribe. Thank yeah, you. Thank I'm you gonna, and I'm going to further that, that uh, request by saying, look, every other podcast that you're going to watch, it's going to be interrupted by commercials. They're monetized. Mm. This is a podcast of passion. Yeah. This is a podcast of purpose and what proves that? We're not monetized. And we may never be monetized. But it's the subject matter we're dealing with. We're trying to make you laugh a little bit. We're trying to entertain you. We're trying to elevate your spirit. And we're trying to educate you. So please, we repeat it all the time, but that's okay. We're going to, you know, a little bit of shits and giggles. Then we're going to bring a big, big, big steam and lump of, of the shit of humanity the detritus, the dregs, <clears throat> we're going to stick it on the table, and we're not going to just go, ooh, how terrible, ooh, how terrible. No, that's that's purposeless. We're going to say, oh, how terrible. But then by the end of the program, we're going to bring it around and alchemize it with some prayer or meditation or real, real avenues for the viewers, for humanity, to beat the present darkness that we're all encased in. And if you don't think we're encased in a darkness and an evil, guess what? You're part of the fucking problem. Ha! John, I'm very caught up by, uh, interested in that word, passion. Which one? Passion. Yeah. What, do you, what are your thoughts on passion? I mean, isn't passion like one of the greatest, is it an emotion? Emotion? I think so. Isn't it one of the greatest emotions? Have you ever felt truly passionate about uh, what you were doing or somebody? Yeah, well, yeah. And I, yeah. it's very interesting. Well, that's a, that's a good topic. Right. Yeah. You, you could have a passion for uh, a topic or a career, or you can have a passion for the success of. Uh, your chosen professional sports franchise 
Yankees, Yankees yeah. the Red Sox, the Phillies, the uh, Mets, whatever, Rangers, the Angels, yeah. right? The Giants, you know, the the whatever. But when the passion, and you can lose your shit over that, but when the passion that you have is for another human being, look out, look out. It's fireworks, and and even the best of us put on the jackass outfit with the ears and the tail, and we learn how to, oh, I've done it. I, I know because I'm an expert. I have made a real asshole out of myself over certain women that were in my life. Well, I would say, John, there's different, <laughs> there's different levels of passion. I mean, yes, yeah, you can exactly. be passionate about the Yankees or a sports team. You know, you know, it gives you a little something, a little interest from the, you know, the doldrums of working every day. You know, yeah. you get lost in the Rangers or the Yankees or your sports team. I get that. But like you said, passion for another human being. Uh, like to be in like love and passion. Yeah. I mean, to think about, I mean, there is no greater emotion yeah. than passion for yeah. another human being where you felt like, you know what? I found the right person. I found my soulmate. Sure, but says who? Well, says, says us, says you, says that guy, says him, says her. Yeah. Well, I mean, it takes two to tango. So I, when that person returns um, the passion, I mean, Come on, that's well, what look, life's all about. That statement, it takes two to tango. That's if the tango's really happening. How many people sit there and do this? Remember Giancarlo Giannini? Oh, Jesus, yeah. Joseph, and a man. She's three women in a one. Her head right? swept away. Right, swept away. Uh, I <laughs> passion. But then if we take that concept of passion that is so integral to the human condition. And if we apply a little Gautama Buddhism to passion, I think the answer comes back in a resounding way. What have you done, my son? What have you done? You've tied yourself to a situation that jacks you and moves you emotionally and stirs your juices and it changes your physiology. It'll even give you high blood pressure. Mm. Or if you're really fucked up, it'll give you low blood pressure and you'll low blood pressure and you'll you'll pass out. Wow. So Buddha says, you want to really reach peace, you want to reach nirvana on earth, detach yourself from desire and passion. Because passion to me is really just the the, the nth degree all the way down the line of desire. There's desire and then there's passion. Mm. And passion is almost a, uh, a, you know, it's almost a psychopathy. It's almost like a, um, you know, some, some people just can't get over themselves and some people get stuck in a, uh, in a phase of their lives where they're, you know, some people have a passion for blaming everybody else for how wrong their life's path has been. Right? I, I see that with trolls on the internet. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> right? right. Yeah. Tro tro trolls have nothing better to do unless they're professional trolls. And I think yeah. that when you get up to, you know. I would think if you're a professional troll, I mean, in parentheses, is loser afterwards. But I don't know. 
John, let's talk about crimes of passion. Oh, wow. Crimes. That was a TV show a long time ago. Was it really? Crimes of passion? No, no, yeah, no. I think so. I mean. A long time, like 40 years ago. Passion is such a strong emotion. Right. It, le it leverages you, and, it, and it's. And it's like a tsunami, and it will—it'll bury you. It—it'll—it'll—it'll it'll, it'll erase all of the wherewithal that you have, right? How if about you, how about these divorced uh, husband and wives, and one of them gets crazy, and you know, crimes of crime of passion. Right. They go out and they attack the other person, or you know, do something worse. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's how far passion, you know, just overtakes you. So that beautiful emotion that we all feel, that amazing feeling of passion, it can turn bad. Well, pa really. passion, passion is the coin that has one side and then the other side. Absolutely. Mm. It's a two-sided coin, right? That's what a coin is. It's got to have two sides. You can't have one side, right? Can you? I mean, even though he's never been proven guilty of the crime of passion, I mean, let's talk about O.J. Simpson. That was if he, we don't know what, if he was never convicted of murdering his wife and uh, Ron Goldman, but that's a crime. If he did, you would consider that a crime of passion, well, right? Well, that's, that's a crime of passion. Yeah. Because, you know, everything I've seen on videos and I've read articles and books, you know, when you have, uh, when you have a crime and it's a murder and yeah. you have the uh, corpus delecti and there's, there's you know, the, the body on the floor and it's got you know, 147 stab wounds, mm. that's not a passerby trying to shut somebody up. Yeah. That's a crime of passion. Wow. That's when somebody loses their shit and just goes to a different evil dimension and is stabbing and stabbing and stabbing. And, that, and that's, a, that's a dark thought, but, you know, a lot of this program is dealing really, really the program itself. The Jersey Alchemist is all about taking that deep dark side of humanity and hopefully alchemizing it right because mm -hmm. if you just want to bury something and say oh well, you know i don't want to oh it doesn't exist oh how about the people the politicians that get away with things mm -hmm. right how about how poorly the australians are being treated by their fucking uh, uh federal and regional governments and mm -hmm. law enforcement they're, Apparently, they're just getting away with that. There's no recourse. Mm. Maybe that's because the people don't have their phasers. They left their phasers back on the Enterprise. Wow. John, I, I watched a documentary. Um, again, I'm going to butcher it because it was a little while ago about a, a gentleman who was married with two kids. Wife was pregnant. And he started an affair. And the passion from that affair... Mm -hmm. He ended up murdering the two beautiful daughters mm. that were so young and beautiful, mm. and his wife that was pregnant. And he killed them. I don't want to talk about it, but he killed them in a horrific way, just for passion, because he was so enthralled. Passion led him yeah. to do, instead of going through a normal divorce, like that's not bad enough, mm. he had to go to the... You know, take yeah. it to a different level, and I don't understand. People don't think they're well, they're well, going to really, get really, caught. That's that's a. I mean, that's a common. Unfortunately, that's a very common story. Remember that that gal? I think her name was Susan Smith. Not it was a Susan Smith from where we grew up. Yeah, not her. Okay. It was it was a big international story where she I think had a child and then had two twins, 
and she strapped him into the baby seats and pushed the car into a lake and drowned both oh, the kids. That, Remember that? That's yeah, about 30. That, I, that seems like it's about horrible. 30 years ago. Horrible. And it was all because she was in an affair with some other guy and she totally lost her way. Wow. Now, I would say this to you. We're here to expose the darkness and the evil of humanity. And I'm going to tell you that I know firsthand this isn't just conjecture. I'm not just repeating, you know, recycling somebody else's story. I have seen human beings on this planet act all on the up and up. Very accomplished people. Who's a doctor? Who's a lawyer? Who's a teacher that's well respected and beloved? Who's a nurse? Who's the butcher, baker, the candlestick maker? And they have a different side to them. Mm. They have an evil demon inside of them. And they're blood suckers. They're energy suckers. Their best friends become ill. Their relatives that they love, that, that they're close to, become ill and they die. They die of horrible diseases or they're in horrible accidents. I've seen this over and over and over and over again. And for those skeptics out there that tuned in to say, this guy is full of shit, that doesn't happen. Okay, okay. Really what you're saying is it hasn't happened in your life or it's happened in your life, maybe over and over again, but you're too dim to recognize it. Am I insulting you? No. Believe me, I know how to insult people. I'm not insulting you. If I was insulting you, you'd know it. There are people who come with an evil pitch, an evil frequency, an evil underlying secret hidden agenda. And those people, my friends, are on the local school board. They're teaching in the local classrooms. They're cops. Oh, what a surprise that they're cops beating the shit out of people and, and, and gunning people down. Uh, erroneously, God forbid, but it happens all the time. Is it just the cops? Is it just the teachers? No, it's the politicians. How about Nancy Pelosi and her father was a mafia don from the East Coast, I think Baltimore. And where did she, where did she work herself up to? Basically running this goddamn country. Holy smokes. And don't think it's just the Democrats, it's the Republicans too. I can't think of a bigger scumbag with an evil streak in him than dick fucking dickhead Cheney. Eh, there you go. And they're beyond left, right, Democrat, Republican. How do we know? Because his daughter is torpedoing anybody that's in the Republican Party now. Except for the rhinos, that'll all be done under the table. That's fine. But people, there are good people who wear their hearts on their sleeves that wouldn't hurt a fly that wouldn't know a dark agenda if you spelled it out for them and spoon-fed them. Then there are the other people who are just evil to the core. But listen, the most dangerous ones, it's not the guy that's drooling and dragging his knuckles on the sidewalk and you see him from a block away and you go, oh God, let's cross the street. Look at that maniac, that evil thing that's coming our way. No, they're not the ones that are really dangerous. Because if that person puts him or herself on you, it's really almost your fault. Oh, no. It's the slick people out there. The slick people 
that are involved in the occult, they're involved with spirit cooking, they're involved with Luciferian agendas, they're, they're, they're worshipping Molech, or as the Kabbalah guru likes to say, Molech, the god of the underworld, Lucifer, Satan. That's not a fairy tale, people. Those people exist. Just I know I went on a rant. That's what it, you do. Well, that's, that's what you know It's my passion to get passion. the shit onto the table and then to show people, yes, this is why the world's going to hell in a handbasket, people. Yeah. Uh, but we will offer you how to fix it, how to alchemize it, because every single one of us is being called to be our own alchemists. Interesting. John, getting back to passion. Sorry, no, sorry everyone, sorry. Don't ever apologize. That was beautiful. Um, let's talk about passion to be successful in the workplace. Now, yeah. look at your career. Uh, a very extremely successful, award-winning pediatric surgeon. You can't tell me that yeah. you can go into that job without passion, a passion to help people, a passion to help children. Yeah. I don't. Ex I will not accept that. Well, it, it takes it takes passion. Enthusiasm is the wrong word. It's way beyond that. It takes a fiery passion um, to to get there, and then it takes a fiery passion to put up with basically having your life crushed right out from under you. What do I mean? Well, you just put in a 12-hour day, and um, you get home and you eat something, and now you're passing out on your couch. It's 11.30, it's 12 o'clock in the morning, and your cell phone or your beeper goes off, and there's a catastrophe at the hospital, and you got to go. And you know it's going to take you all night until the sun comes up to hopefully save some kid's life, or kids, plural, life, but you got six cases electively scheduled for the OR starting at 7, uh, 7 o'clock or 7.30 the next day, and you're still on call for another fucking 10 days in a row. Mm. If you think that doesn't take passion, it certainly does. Wow. It does. It yeah. does. And it, you know, but when you work in the spirit, working in the spirit is allowing that passion to just work through you. And you can do superhuman things when you work in the spirit, because the spirit is what's in you and driving you. Well said, as usual. John, you can even tell in the workplace, maybe coworkers, colleagues that you worked with, who has passion and who doesn't. Oh, boy, wow. And you know what? A person told me this, an old timer, a long time ago. People will rise or fall to their own level. You know, and if you don't have that passion to succeed, yeah. that passion to be the best of what you do, you're going to be right here. And right. that's okay yeah. if that's where you are. Right. But you know what? There's some people that just have that passion, like you did, to go a little bit further, to do a little bit more than the yeah. next guy, and, and, be a, and be more successful. Right. You know, and you get the rewards with that, the satisfaction of knowing you did a great job and you receive right. awards. I yeah. mean, that, but that's really not a person with passion. It's nice to get an award or acknowledgement, but really, that's not what you're in it for. Right, and let me interject right now before I forget, because you know I can do that, right? Um, to the youngins out there, because for people that are in their mid-50s, early 60s, and beyond, I think it's probably beyond you now.
But for the young'uns that have a passion and that they want to, for wherever the, the drive comes from, you, you want to be the district attorney, you're a young attorney and you want to be the DA, and then from there you want to run for public office, and then you fancy yourself the governor and your, your visions of grandeur take you to the White House. Hey, that's all good. Someone's got to do that. Leave me out, but someone's got to do it. But um, you got to be careful of the people that are around you that are the Brutuses, the people that will be in your close inner circle that either have your same agenda and therefore they're going to metaphorically put their arm around you and they're going to try to guide you. And meanwhile, they're going to throw you down the first set of steps that you guys come across. So they're backstabbers, they're saboteurs, they're Brutuses, you know, Brutus and Julius Caesar, right? Uh, or the people that don't have your drive and your passion, that don't aspire you to uh, aspire to where you want to go, uh, but they're jealous of you, and they've got nothing better to do other than to, in a very subtle fashion, speak against you when you're not around and to backstab you and then twist the knife or to throw you under the bus head first. And I've, I've run across many, many, many people like that. So to the young'uns out there, for God's sakes, your success will never, ever, ever rest upon you throwing others under the bus or sabotaging others. No, do not take that path because that will lead to your exposure and your destruction. I promise you it will. Just keep moving. Do everything you can. Bring your heart and bring your love to what you do. If you don't bring your heart to the game, you are not going to hit that high note. And that's what it takes, bringing your heart to the game. But beware ye, the people that will, while you're speaking to them, they'll cut your heart out and eat it like an apple. And those people are everywhere. You brought up a very good point, John. People with passion that don't mind working 12-hour days, 16-hour days, whatever, you really don't notice anybody else, right? So if that one, I mean, you see that they're not working as hard or not doing as much as you. You know, there's some places where you work where the motto is, the more you do, the more you're going to do. And, oh, and, yeah. and nobody sure. else picks up on that. Right. But but people with passion that have a, a goal, uh, that want to keep moving forward, like you said, you really don't notice, you know, all right, they're not as motivated or driven as I am, but that's okay. But let me tell you something. They do notice you. Oh, yeah. People that oh, yeah. don't have the motivation or the drive, and you come into a, a, a situation, and you're highly motivated, and you're, and you're highly driven, mm -hmm. and you'll do whatever it takes to get the job done. Oh, like you said, you will light the fire. They'll spend more energy on throwing, like you said, yeah. throwing you down the stairs right. than actually doing the job. Right. Oh, yeah, because when you come into a, a workplace, especially, you know, a new a new workplace, oh, yeah. doesn't matter what the endeavor is. doesn't matter whether it's the, the you know, the local board of ed, you know, the, the, the grammar school, the middle school, the high school, a hospital, you're a surgeon, you're the head of uh, oncology. It doesn't matter. You're, you're the new lawyer in a law firm. Um, just by your energy and your passion, if it's real, 
you really shouldn't be trying to hide that and you're not going to be able to hide it. There are fewer people in your circle that are there to aid you and help you than there are people who will become quietly incited by your passion. Mm. And they go home ruminating on your passion and ruminating and thinking and and stewing over this guy or this gal is going to make me look like shit. This guy's going to make me look bad or she's going to smoke me. Well, this is what life is all about. It's it's you know, it's facing the demons that want to corrupt you. It's facing the nefarious types that want to hold you back, that want to crush you. Listen, you know something? There was a chairperson, and I won't say where or when, okay? There was a chairperson that had a glorious career, and that person filled his department with people that could never, ever, ever approach his, his prowess, his ability, his reputation, his facade, right? right. He didn't fill his, his, uh, his courts with superstars because ultimately he feared that somebody in that court would, would dethrone him. And I, that was obvious to me a long time ago. I was like, Wow. So there was always an issue with one of the other people. And so it was almost an ever-present agenda. They were holding secret meetings about what to do with so-and-so because, you know, this person killed somebody or he's got complications that just keep coming one after the next after the next. All of a sudden, now it's in the local papers. Guess what? The department loved that because there was a constant light being shined on maybe what they thought of as an infidel, somebody who, who wasn't up to snuff and it kept the light off of them. I call that the Joseph Stalin or Adolf Hitler effect. What does that mean? The, the Hitler or Stalin effect? Stalin was surrounded with military officers and very often they would be making up stories about the other officers and chirping in the ear of Stalin because they knew that there was a fucking pile of dead bodies behind the state house and that they were going to do anything they could not to be one of those festering dead rotting bodies. Mm. So they'd say, oh, oh, you know, comrade so-and-so uh, failed to do this or that or I thought this would have happened and it didn't. And all of a sudden that guy disappears. He's on the dead, the dead body pile. Hitler, the same thing. It was always to shine that jaundice eye on somebody else within the department. And if you think that doesn't happen every single day in, in business, in departments, in healthcare systems, in hospitals, and in school systems, on and on and on, the Stalin and Hitler effect happen every single day. Please, youngins, be aware of that and don't play that game. Because ultimately, when push comes to shove, if you're true, to your agenda, if you're true of heart, if you use your heart and you're a good, clean soul that isn't looking to have Hitler or Stalin take one of your cohorts out, just rely on your own ability and your own heartfelt uh, passion with emotion 
And if it doesn't work out there, move the fuck on and go somewhere else until you become the king. That's it. But I promise you, that's out there. I've spent a lifetime recognizing and, and dealing with people like that. John, it just shows you how strong the emotion of passion is. Where it will lead people to do as good as it feels. And, I mean, when you have passion uh, or love with somebody, that, that kind of passion, all right, you know, it really makes you feel good. It's euphoric. It's amazing. It's once in a lifetime. But passion, it can drive okay, you down the road. let me tell you one road. of the things that I have passion for. I have passion ever since I was a kid of taking out the bullies. I was. As a matter of fact, in grammar school, there were a couple of, uh, there was a gang of kids that used to chide me, and they would sing a song, you know, fight stopper, fight stopper, here comes the fight stopper, and I was the fight stopper. I was the fight stopper because I'd see these, these stupid pea brain idiots that just had their early testosterone growth spurt. So, you know, in, in, the, in the sixth grade, you know, maybe they're five foot five and the rest of us were, you know, four foot eight or something like that. And they were nasty and they had testosterone flowing through their veins and maybe they had an early mustache or something. And now they're beating the snot out of some kid whose skin and bones with no muscles, with, you know, Coke bottle glasses on. I, I've been witness to all of that. And then to the point where I couldn't take it anymore, I would jump in and it would be an all out fucking fist fight. And, and that's how I got the name Fight Stopper. I, whew, wow, I have passion for taking out the bullies. Now, back to throwing people under the bus. To you youngins, don't launch your careers on a platform of destroying and damaging others. That is a falsification, that's a bastardization of who you really are or who you can or who you should be. Next topic, same issue. How come so many bosses, so many business presidents or CEOs or department chair people, the first fucking thing they do when they get to a, a new job is they, they do the, the skulk. They skulk all around the hospital spying on people. Overtly, oh, here comes that guy. Oh, he's the new chair. Oh, she's the new head of HR. Oh, he's the new chairperson. Oh, oh, blah, 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 blah. And then they, they play nice. And then everybody gets called in one by one over like two months time for a personal half hour visit with the chairperson who's trying to get a, a bead on who is in his sphere of influence. And what do they do? They have to do something to show the CEO and the president, i.e. their boss or the, or the board of trustees, they have to do something to justify their salary. So what do they do? They start firing people. They start firing people that have been there 10, 20, 30 years. People who are indispensable to the institution, but they're too fucking stupid and fucking greedy and judgmental and too uh, tunnel visioned to care about any of that. So they think they're making their fucking bones by destroying other people. And I've seen it over and over and over and over again. I would say 
to the to the higher ups that sit above the department chair people and, and above the CEOs and presidents. If you you should suspect immediately that when a new employee that's in a position of power over others that has people under their umbrella, when they start knocking people off, you really better pay the fuck attention. Pay attention because if you don't and you allow them to be executing good people that are so needed in the institution, they've given the institution the heart, the soul, the flavor of what the, the population expects. If you can't understand that as, as the ultimate higher up, then, you know, here's the passion. I hope, I hope you choke on your own tongue. How's that? I hope you burn in your own fucking bonfire. I do. I do. Because, because I've seen it happen over and over again, and you're the ultimate bullies. You're the ultimate bullies. You don't give a flying fuck if people have bills to pay, if people have kids to put through college, if people just have a life and they're really good at what they do. And you're going to show your worth to the institution by saying, well, I, I don't think this person is worth it, you know, and, and, and they did this and they didn't do that. And meanwhile, you're just a fuckling, a fucking feckless piece of shit. When I start to trip over my words, you know the energy is flowing. The blood pressure. How sorry. dare you pieces of shit. And I think that corporate systems and hospital systems are just like Washington, D.C. No different, just a smaller, smaller paradigm. I think we're definitely going to do an episode on, on bosses and employers, 100%. Yeah. Talk about passion. I just felt passion in that. Oh, yeah. So let's dedicate a whole episode to that. Okay. Absolutely. John, how would you alchemize this uh, this episode on passion? Well, I, I think I kind of went toward the alchemy. I think that, you know, ugly people in the workplace, whether they be cohorts or bosses, um, I think if you're there and you're feeling the pain and the anguish and the pressure, it... it not necessarily, but it may already be too late for that particular time and place, right? Um, so I address the youngins, because for people in their 60s, come on, where are you going? Move on. If things are that ugly, move on. But for, the, for you younger people that have passion, and please have passion. I feel so bad for the people who don't have passion and they find themselves in some career or a job, right? That's just, that's terrible because you're never really, really going to be terrific. You're here on this planet. You cried like a baby when you were born because you ultimately knew where you were going back to and you really weren't thrilled over coming back. If you're going to be here and if you're going to subject yourself to the slings and the fucking arrows of this third dimension, then be something terrific, because before you know it, before you know it, the curtain's coming down, and the play is over, and you're going to look back and go, oh, oh, I can't I just do this over again? No, 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 no. Back of the line, show's over. You can't do that. You can't change what you didn't do. You can't change what you already have done. So all I'm telling you to alchemize this is, Nip it in the bud. Live your life with purpose and emotion and passion. 
Invite the Holy Spirit into your heart. It's there waiting for you. Don't invite Moilech or Lucifer or Satan like the people in the entertainment and the music industry have. Worship me and all of this will be yours. But yeah, but in the end, the final analysis, I own your ass and I own your soul. No, the people that are ugly, hateful, judgmental bosses are from the dark side. And they're there to challenge the fuck out of you. So alchemizing this, be aware. You've got two paths. Take the high road, people. Take the high road and be aware. Get your radar up and learn how to smell out the evil ones, the dark ones that will befriend you and, and even prove to you that they can be trusted. And meanwhile, they're burying a knife up your ass and twisting it. So I don't have a warm, fuzzy alchemy for this particular issue or this episode. The alchemy is work from, work from your God center. Work from the spirit. Work with your heart. You can, look, there's a billion people on this planet from India to China to North America through Europe to Africa who are studying and getting these great grades and going to tutors and God forbid teenagers in South Korea have the highest suicide rate because when the school day is over, what do they do? They gobble down some food and boom, they're off to the fucking math tutor. There's a whole documentary dedicated to that. And, and unless they're perfect, God forbid, some of them can't take that and they kill themselves. Well, listen, just bring the passion Bring the passion with you. Be the best that you can be. Use your heart. And if you use just your brain, but not your heart, you'll get caught up in that web of the same web that the poor kids from South Korea are getting caught up into. And that happens all over the world. They just happen to top off the statistics. Working with just your brain is only gonna get you so far. You gotta work with your brain. You gotta work with your, your heart. You gotta work with your soul. Work with your passion. And you know something? Let your life be a testament to someone who tried to nudge the world closer to the light and not the dark. And that's how I alchemize this. As that's usual, it. spot on. And I would tell people, don't let others with no passion affect your drive and your passion. Big time. Big Forget time. them. That's the perfect, perfect ending. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your relatives. Go get your mother and have her watch. The Jersey Alchemist. Mom and dad. Mom and dad. Do it. Thank you, people. Peace.